All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Episode of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. My name is Brock Segan. I'll be your host. With me today are my two co-hosts, Michael Biebs Bondi and hey. Dylan D. Berthium. How's it going today, gentlemen? Hey, hey. I, uh, going, I wore my Atlanta Thrashers jersey to the podcast uh, today. So, um, <laughs> who's uh, who's oh, on the back? Who else? It's Kovalchuk. Come on! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. <laughs> Talking fantasy. Great, great jersey choice. Great jersey choice. Oh, yeah. You got him in your KHL pool this year? Um, yeah, in my three KHL pools, actually. It's kind of awkward. I didn't want to <laughs> depend on him that much, but I guess you got it. I uh, I was in a fantasy KHL league, but then it folded. Ooh, a little too soon. That'll <laughs> 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 happen. <laughs> well, we might as well start this uh, beautiful podcast off by apologizing first to our listeners. Uh, I know on Twitter I promised to release an episode on Thursday, uh, but I guess you could call it technical difficulties. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dylan may or may not have forgotten to turn on his mic. I'll play you a, um, a brief audio clip here just to show you how <laughs> poor the quality was and why we did not release it to uh, to, to you guys. So uh, we'll just we'll just play this for you now. When those two are on the ice, we're talking about like a fifty-five percent possession team, I think, and then they come off the ice and you go down all the way to like low to mid forties. All right. So yeah, I mean. As you can see there, clearly not a professional quality yeah. whatsoever. For future reference, if you want to record an album or a podcast per se, definitely use the speakers on your HP laptop. It'll sound great. <laughs> definitely usable in every aspect. Yeah. Hey, you got to do what you got to do now, right? So, obviously, fantasy hockey. Um, probably got a lot of drafts coming up this weekend. 
Uh, league starts next Wednesday. Everybody's excited. But uh, when you go into the draft, you know, obviously people want to take Sidney Crosby first overall or whatnot, but it's the sleepers and the guys that you avoid and let other people take the busts that win you the league. So we're going to go ahead right now, give you guys a couple sleepers to uh, to take in your drafts this weekend, and, you know, basically you're going to win your league because of it. So we'll start with you, D, since uh, clearly you got the, the short end of the stick there in the intro. We'll start with you. <laughs> Who do you got as a sleeper here this year? Okay, um, I'm going with fairly Homer-based pick here, but not really. But I'm going with Michael Grabner. Um, he's not even getting drafted. In oh yeah, leagues. Dylan's a uh, so, fan. If you're wondering, this might not be the draft, the best draft day suggestion. Um, actually, in both of my leagues so far, I took him with my last pick. <laughs> so that kind of shows you where he's going Makes right sense. now. You could even wait for the first week or so and see how he does. But uh, Ka- Grabner's coming into a situation on the Leafs where like he got traded and he like instantly became a top line forward, which is pretty funny to say for a guy that had like I don't know what do you have like twelve goals last year something yeah, like that just so banged up every year too right oh yeah but like he's a guy who's kind of suffered with bad luck too right like, he hasn't had a PDO of a hundred or greater like since uh, that thirty four goal year he had in like uh, twenty ten I think or twenty eleven mm-hmm. so that's like four years in a row of bad luck like kind of talking from uh, more of like a peripheral standpoint kind of maybe uh point to reasons why he hasn't been able to fill the net as much um he's kind of gotten some bad bounces and yeah like i said he's coming to a situation on the leafs where they're literally it really seems like by all indications they're just looking to flip him for more whatever they can get basically like the their whole roster in the season right now eh? <laughs> yeah and like what yeah exactly <laughs> and but what they did the last couple years with winning and santa really mm-hmm. right but um i mean i think anyone would would not or sorry, no one would argue that Grabner's got less skill than those guys. So he's got more of an opportunity here. He's probably gonna be playing on like all situations, like we're talking top line minutes, penalty kill, and power play. Yeah, and like power play is huge for fantasy. It's everything. So he's gonna yeah, have he's all the usage and all the opportunity. Forward. Yeah, yeah, and he's like he's overly due, yeah. <laughs> really. And uh, yeah, if he's playing with Kadri, like that could be a decent line on. Because I mean, the thing about the bad teams in fantasy, someone's still got to score. Like someone's still got to get points, no matter how bad the team yeah. is. Yeah. So. And, like, he's just – he's got tons of speed, um, something the Leafs might lack this year a little bit. Um, so he could – I like it. I mean, somebody – you're right. Somebody has to score goals. And Yeah, it is pretty ridiculous to start the show off with this because, like I said, he's not even getting drafted in most, le- most leagues. But um, Hey, he started off with a bag, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> Wait a fight. if he first, yeah, first you don't turn your mic on. Then you, the first player we mentioned on the on the very first Daily Faceoff podcast episode is Michael Grabner. He's literally, huh? like, so Michael close to the Grabner, snaps. Dude. Everybody's just hitting <laughs> nah, the, the unsubscribe button before they even hit the subscribe button right there. <laughs> By the time he gets traded at the deadline, he's going to be leading the Leafs in goals, whatever that's worth. Could be 12. <laughs> that's what I think going <laughs> Could be 12. <laughs> could be 12. Could be 20. Uh, no, I think it's going to be around 20 goals, though. Uh, so, you know, like I said, there's not a lot of risk in it at all. You can take him with your last pick, probably, or you can just wait and see how he does the first few games. But you should just know he's going to be getting a lot of opportunity in Toronto to produce. Absolutely. Okay, Biebs, try to redeem us here. Who do you got? Um, first off, I don't win leagues with my busts or my sleepers i win leagues by ripping people off in trades so that's how that one works um, no, i'm completely kidding um very persuasive i'm gonna save us here yeah. and uh and uh kind of keep it again homer i mean i'm not a buffalo fan but but from where where we are geographically um i'm gonna go with evander kane on this one um i absolutely love evander kane i don't know why i always kind of have just his style he's so flashy um, the guy put up 30 goals back in 2011, 2012, I believe, and that was back before he even uh, 
I mean, before he's even really getting going, I think he's come back this year with something to prove. He's got a new home. He uh, He's happy to be there. He's announced <laughs> that a couple times. Um, and, uh, I mean, for what it's worth, it is Evander Kane, but he did uh, he did yeah. say this past week that uh, that he feels that him rolling on that first line is um, – is it's they're going to put up a ton of points, but I mean, again, it's a Vander Kane. The guy, the guy does is pretty ridiculous. Um, so you can't really take take much from. Him. But I do, <laughs> I do, uh, I do really like him though, and um, he's dropping a lot further than um, than I expected in a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, even I even had someone asking me today, uh, should they drop him for like I don't know, it was, it was some ridiculous third line center? But no, no, you shouldn't. You should keep a Vander Kane. He's first <laughs> yeah. line. He's going to no. get the minutes just like Grabner. Um, I really like him though. So is this another reason why you're wearing your Atlanta Thrashers jersey right now? Just kind of a, a throwback tribute to uh, yeah. this 2009, you know, fourth overall pick or what? See, I was putting on my uh, Crosby <laughs> Ramuski jersey just because it's draft weekend, and I mean, like he's going first in every fantasy league. But then again, yeah, I mean, you pick Evander Kane as your sleeper, you got to put on your uh, your old uh, Thrashers jersey. <laughs> so he never played for the Thrashers, right? He was just no, yeah, he played. Yeah, yeah he played. He had, uh, I think, like yeah, played actual yeah, one full season there, on yeah. two full seasons, two. yeah, oh, and, then really? it, and then they moved to Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, I definitely like him in Buffalo again because, <laughs> like, like the Thrashers and uh, like uh, like where the Thrashers went, he did not get along very well in Winnipeg, and I think that Buffalo is just a brand new start for a guy with like butt loads of talent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, as long as he doesn't wear his tracksuit to the rink, he might be all right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. He was doing it just because he wants he to train. He looks good in a tracksuit, dude. Yeah. Like, Again, know. he looks good too. Whatever. They said wear a suit. Yeah, he wore a tracksuit. Suit. <laughs> it's confusing, right? Yeah. Now the one thing I, I I like Evander Kane too. I've back in the day, like I drafted him every year. I loved the guy. Oh, but yeah. The, the one con, the one concern with him is is in, has been injuries, right? Yeah. Thirty seven games last year. Missed twenty games the year before. Um, the only time he's ever played a full season is the short the lockout shortened year. So. Um, as long as he can stay healthy, he's great. Like I mean, it seems like he's been around forever, but he's 24 years old. Like he's he's young still. He's yeah. got lots of he's got a lot of talent around him in Buffalo now. He's uh, he's healthy and he should be good. He should be a good pick, especially just like where you're going to draft him, right? Like back in the day, you had to take him the first five rounds. Now you're going to get him a lot later, and uh, he could produce very similar or if not better numbers this year. Yeah, yeah, at a thin position too, right? Like left wing is uh, like. Both wings uh, are just like historically yeah. speaking, like yeah. Both wings are so both wings, but like uh, like left wings are kind of usually like top heavy, you know? mm-hmm. like absolutely. Um, not usually a lot of depth talent to that, so you, sometimes you kind of get stuck looking for that second or third left winger uh, towards the end of the draft, or even like mid rounds, which is when like it would be a really good time to not, draft Kane, yeah. like probably sixth, seventh. Not round. to mention yeah. he's an absolute like full tool player. Like the guy puts up a ton of penalty minutes too, and in a lot of leagues, that's kind of something that gets passed over. I mean, someone's gonna take like Joe Thornton over, or someone who puts up like two. Pen- Joe Thornton puts up quite a bit, but. uh Somebody puts up like two penalty minutes a year, just all for points, and they don't even consider that last category. That category can really like win or lose you some weeks. So mm-hmm. if you have Vander Kane in your lineup. He puts up twenty penalty minutes a week. That's that's huge, along with a couple goals. That's that's more valuable yeah. than any point. Well, not any point. He's, yeah, he's, he's good because he shoots a ton too, right? Yeah. So if he gets a lot of penalty yeah, he's a shot shoot, monster. Yeah, so and eventually, like as Which long is, as he stays you know, on the ice, the more shots he gets, the more pucks are going to go in the back of the net. So yeah, exactly. It's all about and shots goal. can even be its own category sometimes in some leagues. Yeah. So. Since we were just talking about how weak the wing position is, I'm going to have to go with David Pasternak. Uh, just to force his way into the NHL last year, pretty much. Like, just dominated the AHL, and Boston's like, oh, I guess I guess you're going to get called up now. And he just <laughs> tore it up, too. Like, he played great for Boston. Uh, they traded Lucic in the offseason, which kind of opened up a spot for him to play in the top six consistently. Yeah. Uh, he'll, pro- he'll probably play with Krejci, who's a great playmaker, and, you know, 50 assists almost awesome. every year. There's He's just a... Yeah. He, Criminally underrated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
I got him so late in a draft on the on the weekend, like couldn't even believe. Dude, it. you can get him so late every yeah. year; it never makes any sense. That guy, for some reason, never goes before like the fifth. Doesn't round, score a ton, but like, his, yeah. his the assist is just insane. Like he's just yeah, and like a lot of leagues are power play points too, right? And he rakes in yeah. those too. And I mean, Boston uh, usually is a good team, so he always has a good plus minus. Yeah, team, that's so. what people are forgetting. Like Boston got such a bad like negative connotation last year just because they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, they still didn't have that horrible of a year. They had a yeah. bad year for Boston turns, but they're a good team. They're gonna come out good, and it's guys yeah. like Pass. Knack, I agree that I think are going to fuel that. He, yeah, he's just, still a good possession fly. team with a plus plus. Goal oh yeah, that and also yeah. Um, yeah. big for fantasy too. He plays both wings, so uh, I mean, you could yeah, huge, um, huge yeah, actually. So, you love so having if those you're guys. Playing Yahoo, at least around. he's filling on both sides. I'd say with like with Krejci, he, I'd say his floor is almost twenty goals this year, and then just there's so much upside. He's just so fast. He's got great hands. Yeah. So if he can stay healthy, but like. He went on stretches. I think he was hurt last year, right, at some points. But he was, like, whenever he was playing, he was, like, a point a game. Like, he's super consistent. Yeah, 27, and, uh, or 27 points in, in 46 games last year. He was, like, that's pretty good for a rookie yeah. who comes in halfway through the year. Like, yeah, starting on low depth. And, and yeah. he wasn't – he was playing third-line minutes the majority of the time. This year he's going to just – like, they've already promised that he's going to play a bigger role this year. So he's guaranteed Well, he came on minutes. strong at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, what was that run he went he was, on? He, was, the, he, he, he got real hot at the end of the year. And it's just, yeah. like – it's just a guy waiting for the opportunity, basically. I mean, the way you, you, you watch him just tear up the AHL. <laughs> so, like, it's only a matter of time. You know, as he gets older, it's just going to turn into a great player in uh, in Boston. So, I think I have him in uh, – I have him projected at 20 goals, 30 assists this year. So, 50 points, which is pretty reasonable from a guy that you – he's going right now. His ADP on Yahoo is, is the 16th round. So, <laughs> If, That's crazy. So if you pick him up in like the the thirteenth or whatever, you're still getting a steal. Yeah, tenth round. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, anything yeah. higher, especially than 16th. when he's got that dual position eligibility too. Yeah. That's Another guy though that I've got nice. written down also going to the sixteenth round is Evgeny Kuznetsov. Kind of in the same boat. Like had a great great rookie year. Like he played. Uh, I think he was playing like thirteen minutes in the regular season, and then in the in the uh, playoffs they bumped it up to sixteen minutes a night. And he played real good in the playoffs. And it's it's a lot, like, you know what I mean? For a young player, it's hard to play in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I'm a big Red Wings fan. And Nyquist rips it up in the regular season, but he can't play in the playoffs. Kuznetsov was able to do it in the playoffs last year. And he's guaranteed top six minutes this year. Right now with Backstrom out, he's centering the Ovechkin line. So he's going to come yeah. out of the gate flying. And he's the exact same yeah, as Pasternak. He's 16th round pick right now. It's like not anywhere near 16th round value whatsoever. He's yeah. another guy, 20 goals, 30 assists with tons and tons of upside so how long is backstrom going to be out for or is he missing they, the uh, season? they've said that right now like his goal is like november 1st Ooh. but it's gonna like it but it's gonna work backwards as like he progresses yeah so like they basically said at first like a couple weeks ago they said he's gonna play in the first 10 games of the season and then yesterday or two days ago they came out and said he's gonna miss at least the first four games and then, so right now, the, the target date is November 1st. And then yeah. if he progresses well, he'll he'll miss less time. Okay. So whatever, if or whatever opportunity Kuznetsov gets on that top line is really going to be huge for him. Because if he can produce, like, in those first whatever amount of games it is without Backstrom, it really goes a long way into kind of carving a role mm-hmm. into the power play and uh, other, like, as the year goes on. Because they have a lot of options for that top power play. Oh, yeah. Play See, that's the one the thing. Wings. I think he'll be – he might – get bumped to the second power play unit especially just like to start like to start the year he'll be on the first unit for sure but then once yeah, it, once a year goes team. on um just because they're gonna need somebody to stand in front of the net too right they're gonna yeah. have to get yeah a, the thing about their first unit is that it usually plays like yeah. a gross yeah like they're like they're there for 90, se- 90 like seconds most yeah. of the more teams yeah like usually the 
great majority, which is like obvious because of what they have. But they don't have Mike Green on the back end anymore, so it's going to be kind of interesting what they do yeah, at the top. And most times, there's uh, no Matt Barry Nis- Trotz be on the bench either, so he he could be switching that around yeah. too as they go. Matt Nis, if Matt Niskanen really gets the run at the uh, the top uh, the top power play unit, like running that power play, he could uh, definitely be worthy of that. I was like kind of looking for him last year on the move to Washington, but he didn't get as much opportunity. No, yeah, with Green gone, he'll definitely at least play on the second unit, it, and then him and John Carlson will kind of just fight. For fight yeah, for Carlson's yeah, pretty Carlson's good too. I, Carlson's got a great shot though, right? You kind of kind of need someone more to set it up on the back end too. Like I I don't know. Like to me, like I don't sign Niskin into that massive whatever six year no, contract yeah, it sure. was without the intention of giving him at least the opportunity to quarterback that power play once Green is gone. Because obviously they weren't expecting to sign Green. No, once they, they he was gone. The, like the writing was on the yeah, wall. Yeah, the writing was on they, the wall. For as soon as they signed, boom. Him. Yeah, there it is. Jinx on the cliche. That's some dirty cam right there. Dirty first podcast <laughs> cam. Gross. <laughs> cliche jinx <laughs> alright do you guys got any more sleepers or should we jump into the busts let's hit some busts I'm big uh, on that yeah alright who do you got then Beebs yeah. we'll let you uh, fire away I got so excited and then I'm just gonna come <laughs> out with something that nobody likes okay so before I before I drop mine I just have to uh, to say that this is kind of a biased pick because um, I was once absolutely big leagued by this guy which he can do <laughs> I mean he's in the NHL but at the same time I was a 12 year old kid and he just gave me the high chin when I uh, tried to say hi to him once and this was Marion Hosa uh, <laughs> uh, just big league. Nobody big leagues. Yeah, the kid. No, not when I'm like 12. I mean, at that time, I thought I was gonna be, I was gonna be a big deal. But now I'm just, dude. If I saw Marion Hosa when I was 12, I would have attacked him for ruining Brian Burrard's right? career. Uh, I thought about it, but then I was like, yeah, not that big of a Leafs fan, so he's not gonna get it. Uh, I got big leagued one time by Chris Chelios, and I was just rattled because I was a huge Wings fan. Yeah? I got big leagued at Jovanovski. Yeah. Really. Ed Jovanovski did me, uh, me, my brother, my cousin. Yeah, at a golf course, dude. He's like standing in line. Like he's not even at the cashier yet, right? Like he de- doesn't even need to pay attention. He's standing in line to wait to pay for his round. So we see him. We go up with a scorecard, like literally two seconds. Sign the scorecard, and he just doesn't even like break his stare. Does, like pretends we didn't even say anything, and just keeps standing in line. He's probably embarrassed that he had to pay for everybody, or he thought he wanted to pay for his round or something. <laughs> Well, yeah, Ed Jovo. So didn't really mean to put you on blast there, Jovo. But that's uh, hard. For, yeah, Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios has made it up now that we go down to Chelios Chili's before the, the Tigers and Lions game. At least he signs autographs for us now. But when you were a kid, it's well, such yeah, a sure, different. It's such a different shit. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, Beebs will let you go. Who do you? Why? Uh, it, why do you hate Marion Hosa for more than Big League? And you? Oh, boys, I'm just sad now because you guys can't put your guys who Big League do on blast on this for uh, for being your season bust. Well, I, 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 hey, if anybody drafts Chris Chelios, I guarantee you it's going to be a bust. But, um, <laughs> I promise you that. Yeah. Probably the yeah. same for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Bit- Despite the wins, I do like it. Um, but Hosa, I, I I don't know. I just don't like this year in general for the Chicago Blackhawks. I think it's um it's kind of um it's it's been bound to happen just with their big contracts, um their their talent that they have. They do have Hosa playing on the top line right now um, with Taze, but I don't see that sticking. I see him kind of playing a secondary role in the team. Um, and if he doesn't get going hot right away, they will bring in other guys to fill that role. And um, I don't I don't know. Just in general, he's he's getting older. They have him for 61. That's just what gets me. Um, 61 is a lot of points for for a guy of uh, of his age. I mean, he is he is the Iron Man. He doesn't really get too injured, but uh, it's just a lot. And I think he's going to have a lot more men on him this year. He doesn't have th- those other talents around to kind of take away defenders and all that. So I think it's going to be a harder year for Marion Hosa for sure. Yeah, I put a uh, well. First of all, the Blackhawks shockingly just cut Marco. Yeah, Daniel that came morning. out of nowhere so, too. 
So like I, I like sent him back to camp. Yeah, they sent, yeah, sent him back to Rockford. So so I updated the the Hawks lines wow. and then I tweeted out you know at all the followers like oh yeah here's the Hawks lines now that they sent down uh, Marco Dano, and everybody on Twitter just started chewing out the Hawks like they were just like everybody's like wow like this is actually their lineup like yeah, they're no. so much worse than they have been in the last couple of years and it's and obviously you know it had to happen eventually they couldn't just keep re-signing all these amazing players it had to eventually. You know, break it down a little bit, and like I still think it's a solid team. But when you look at the lineup right now, it's nowhere near the team that they've iced the last couple of seasons. Yeah, just just a complete team in general. It just I, they're they almost seem halved. It, it seems like, mm-hmm. like it, it it always depends too, right? They've got a lot of young guys that if they step up, they're still going to be a great team. Like yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Tu, you know, Tuvo teravainen has been they've been kind of like hyping him for a couple of years, and it hasn't really materialized. Yeah. But then who knows? This could be the year where he just explodes and. They're a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, again. absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, but sh- I don't know. Like, Sharp is a huge loss for them. That's a guy who could play literally, like, all scenarios as a forward. Like, any position, power Sod as well. Kill. Sod's, like, an app. Like, um, that's, that's a big guy. Oh, yeah, Sod's crazy energy, too. Well, yeah, because if you, if you look right now, like, you go, like, I'm looking at their lineup right now. They're left wing, first line left wing, Andrew Shaw. Oof. Second Oof. line, Artemi uh, Panarin. Third line, third, third line, Brian Bickle, who was put on waivers today. So, like, that's just, like... Like Panarin, who knows what he's going to be, right? He, he, yeah. Brian Bickle is just an example of why you don't give depth guys long term contracts based on playoff. Guy makes four million a year. Like it's like just don't give third liners money in yeah. general. You can literally like just sign Mike Centarelli every off season for seventy five or seven hundred fifty k. Sorry, or like, like there's no Glenn reason. Cross. Look at that guy; he's just getting flung yeah. around. You can literally find like good penalty killers like good decent possession players on free agents this year has been kind of crazy like, like minimum cost all there's time. so many Dude, the ptos have been crazy oh, yeah. and like, good players too. Earn a contract. so many veterans just sitting out there with no contract yeah. like the ahl so is don't... either going to be you know either all these guys are going to get signed to ahl contracts just to, like bring up later in the year or they're just all yeah. going to retire or go play in europe like yeah like Leo Komarov is kind of another example of it. Like his contract isn't that much. Like it doesn't hurt them that much. I don't know what it is, three or four million a year. But you don't really need to ever give term to a guy who bounces around the third and fourth lines of your lineup because you can literally find those guys. They're on very expendable in your yeah, organization. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So you don't ever want to like f- handicap yourself in the future with a third liner because you liked what he did in a thirty game span in the yeah. playoffs. Like Bickle did the one well, year. Bickle's ridiculous. Like two years though. Two playoffs. years. He was just yeah. nuts. But. I agree with Hosa. Like he's getting older. Uh, playing with Taves is obviously gonna help him, but he's more of like he's such a good. Like I remember back in the day, like I, young Marion Hosa. Like I didn't know much about him. I knew he was a good goal scorer. And then when the Red Wings signed him, I'm like, oh okay, this is sweet. He's gonna score a lot of goals. Then he shows up to the team and he's so good both yeah. ways. And I didn't know that about yeah. him before he signed with the Red Wings. So like I could see him definitely moving down and just having them put Kane with Taves and Hosa with Anisimov because that'll be a, a decent offensive line. And a tremendous defensive line. Like Anisimov's great in his own end. Host is great in his own end. Like that could be a really good shutdown line with scoring potential. But if they do that, then they're just loading up that top line. And I mean, it's hard to shut down Taves yeah. and Kane. But if somebody can, then you've beat the Blackhawks. That's Hawks. like my one thing about about kind of fantasy hockey is like like you said when you think of Host, you think of like that those type of qualities. Um, but Host is getting kind of older. He obviously has those qualities, but a lot of people still still accompany or, or, or put the name Marion Hosa to like the old Detroit Red Wings Marion Hosa and this yeah. guy this guy's way older absolutely and that's where I find a lot of people sometimes in fantasy hockey struggle because they go for the name besides the actual like reality of things and there's so much young talent out there nowadays yeah. and people who, who people look at him and go oh like like you gotta look where a guy's position is not 
not like a, not who he is anymore, like kind of thing. Um, I guess that kind of yeah, like a small thing kind of. That's where I, I see it the most. You're basically you're basically just trying to pick like this being yeah, the absolutely. That's off, all it right? is because he's still been yep. decently productive. Like, he does it consistently. Yeah, the last few years, right, like 60, 70 points. But the thing is, like, he just like he doesn't have the ceiling that some of the other guys will have in the second and third round. When absolutely, he's yeah. He could or, still be a fifty point player yep. for sure, but it's just like. You're, you're going to take him, like we were just talking about Evgeny Kuznetsov and Pasternak, like both probably 50-point players this year, and you're going to have to draft Hosa in the fifth or sixth round or something yeah, like or that. Or else he's going to be gone. You can get other yeah. guys, or, or you can get these guys in like the 16th round, apparently. And so it's like, <laughs> why would you go with this guy who, who knows what's going to happen? And the one thing is, too, a big part of Hosa's game is his speed. And when you get older, what's the first thing that's yeah, going to go? Yeah, legs, and that's and yeah, Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But... Yeah, he but yeah, he's like kind of aged gracefully so far. Is I guess the way. Yeah, he's like kind of like a Yarmer Yager, but like just not quite. I I guess we'll really see. Like you'd really expect this year. Like it's I yeah I don't think like he's really a safe pick at all this year. Yeah, so it was a good bust. Frank, I like it. Yeah, it was a good bust. Now did. Did you think of these things before or after you remembered that he big leagues you? Were you, like, were you trying to like find flaws in his game after Brock, you realized he big leagues I never you? forget the day he big leagued me. So I go around daily thinking about that day. So He was actually never interested in sports media. Yeah, until yeah he's day. like, you know what? I wanna... The whole thing's just been a quest to get some kind of yeah. platform to put me <laughs> so, like, on I'm blast. so close now. Yeah. First opportunity yeah, to put hosts on blast. He just takes yeah. advantage of it immediately. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, yeah. consistent Hosa Blast. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, <laughs> do, not, do not do that. Follow me or or, or Hosa Blast. Um, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. But. D, do you got any? Uh, do you got any good busts for us this year? Well, this was kind of hard because, like, at first I was kind of looking over like the top uh, point getters and production players last year, and kind of looking at who's probably due to fall back a little bit. And Yuri Hilder was really one that kind of stood out to me. Like, he got 76 points last year. He was awesome last Unbelievable. year. Unbelievable. He was amazing. Across all facets of the game, so like, he was awesome. Calgary, they were they were crazy last year. Yeah, so disrespected. But I, he's not going to get seventy six points again. Okay, no, he had a PDO of one hundred two point eight last year. That's probably expected to regress. Uh, he boasted a shooting percentage of sixteen point seven, which is kind of nuts. Kind but of you nuts. You also have to take. <laughs> this is what I thought when I was looking at it, right? But then you look back and you see Hilders had years of like sixteen plus before. He had twenty one and a half or something his last year in Detroit. It was crazy. He had a ridiculous high uh, shooting percentage year, but he's also had years under ten. So I don't know. Like obviously, it's not the most consistent statistic, and it's not one that you really want to put a lot of investment in. So I was kind of thinking Hood there would be a good bust, but then I looked at where he was going, and he's ranked about ninetieth to a hundred in Yahoo. So I started getting excited because <laughs> I would a hundred percent take Yuri Hood there on my squad in like what the sixth the seventh eighth round you know what i mean like this is a guy that can play uh i forget which one i think in one of espn or yahoo yeah he can yeah, yeah, yahoo. yeah he's so center left wing right wing yeah and i think espn he's just left wing right uh i could be wrong on that but there's a lot of value in that and he's got like a really safe floor as much as i say he's due to regress he's probably still at least going to get 20 to 25 goals he's gonna have like a lot of opportunity in calgary he's still a really good possession player um and he's shown that he can have ridiculously hot streaks or years even with 21 and 17 percent shooting percentages but so i was kind of confused um went into the draft thinking maybe i would definitely take him at that spot where yahoo kind of had him ranked and you know that seventh to 
eighth, ninth round spot. I was kind of looking forward to maybe scooping him up late. And then someone took him in the fourth round. Exactly. So that's, why, that's why he's a That's bust. what we're advising against. <laughs> so that's why I thought maybe I should still talk about Yuri Isley. Um, yeah, he's not someone you want to you wanna jump at and get that early because he really doesn't have that high ceiling. Like, he's not going to get 76 points. No. That was a career year for him. I think best case, if he has a good year, kind of a lucky-based year again, he probably gets 30 goals, and he's probably around 60 points yeah. again. So. I'm looking at him right now. Um, he's, his average draft position is, like, middle of the eighth round. But then the guys he's ahead of, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Like So, I'm taking Wayne Simmons, Brandon Saad, Gustav Nyquist. I'm taking all – Jeff Carter. I'm taking all these guys over Yuri Hoodler. Like, yeah. And, and I'm taking all, Saad especially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing about Hoodler is, like, his but, success kind of depends on those, like, young bodies around him. Like, what happens if Sean Monaghan and Johnny Goudreau ha- ha- have, like, the sophomore – or the – sorry, the uh, sophomore career, yeah. whatever the – whatever comes after the freshman there yeah um, so slump. like what if that happens so, then, then he goes right down and that, that ha- we see that happen all the time guys have great rookie years and then the next year they come yeah. out and they're they're nothing so i know i took goodrow in a couple oh weeks i kept and I'm just, like, i kept I'm a little nervous guys, but don't get me wrong i love him but <laughs> i mean monahan's heading into his third year so he he avoided that sophomore slump last year but still like i i completely agree i just think that every like I compare Yuri Hoodler to kind of uh, Nick Foligno too. They're in the exact same boat. Like it seems like everything yeah. went right for him last year, and for everything yeah. to go right again, it's like such a gamble. Like I'm not taking. Yeah, there's those a guys. lot of safer picks and, in those areas where they're at. Yeah. No, you just don't want to bet too much in them. But if everyone, else, like all I'm saying is, if everyone else is being afraid of Yuri Hoodler and he's lasting past the eighth and ninth round, then for Absolutely. sure he's a great depth guy to have on your team at that point. But you definitely don't want to draft him counting on him percent like i'm looking right now patrick hornquist other guys like that are ranked underneath yuri hoodler and like i'm taking patrick hornquist playing with like he's an injury prone player and i'm still taking him over yuri hoodler because he plays with malkin and probably on that top power play like there's no way like i like yuri hoodler former red wing love the guy but he's just not going to put up 76 points again. It's just not. So there's no happen. bitterness in him leaving no. and having like way better years in Calgary. No, no, okay, no, okay. no, no. I think sure. No, it's okay. He had good years. Oh, in yeah, Detroit, he had great like, years in Detroit. I actually, yeah, he's actually been. I actually watched the uh, the 2008 sure. Red Wing Stanley Cup video last year just to get hype for, or last night just to get hype for the season. And I saw Yuri Hoodler. Oh, I was like, you know what? I kind of missed that guy. Oh, uh, you watch that? Oh my. I just I was I didn't know what else to do. like every other kid. Was that the one where Max Talbot single? No, that was the year after. That was the year ratings. after. <laughs> don't talk about those days. I really don't like See, Max I can't, Talbot. I can't say much, dude. There's something really difficult about stopping a 30 foot Max Talbot slap shot about two feet off. Yeah, the it, it's okay. That went in uh, twice. <laughs> so there must. We're be gonna move. We're gonna move on. We're gonna yeah. move on. Because the only other conclusion is Chris Oxford is crying on air. So. And not a Hall of Fame worthy goaltender. <laughs> First podcast, he just <laughs> starts <laughs> crying immediately. All Everybody boycotts right, daily faceoff. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. You can never cry Enough. about 18 straight playoffs or whatever it is. What is it? 23. 23. You know. You know. 23. You know. Every year since I've been born, yeah. they've made the playoffs. See, like the no listeners, like they heard 18 and they're like, holy shit, 18. And then you're like, no, it's actually 23. And it's like, oh man, that's just stupid. Yeah. And it's going to continue. Just missed the playoffs. It's going to continue. Just missed the playoffs already. But, uh... Dude, I actually think they've made the play... Like, that streak has lasted, like, three different formats of, like, the NHL playoff uh, qualifications. Oh, yeah. It's... Dude, it's insane. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, they were, like, they were... Like, that was back... I think it started back when it was, like, Prince of Wales. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, we were... You weren't even born yet. Neither one of you guys were even alive yet. Like, that's how insane. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure like they were in the Leafs division when this streak started, and then they were in an entirely different conference, and now they're back yeah. within the Leafs division. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been quite the run. I mean, like that's why I'm nervous. Yeah. Like I've never been alive for them to miss the playoffs. Like it's like when that happens, it's like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> how do I how do I go about watching playoff hockey? You act like me and D last year, and you just sit there and and beep. Yeah, it kind of just make like, like a Leafs someone dude. new, and the other team doesn't <laughs> exist. It's weird. I don't know. You just make like a Leafs. You just do a playoff podcast. And just get over it. All right, my bus. I'm going with my bus. Enough about the Red Wings. Oh, They're Brock's awesome. Bus. It's over. Sorry, go. <laughs> Devin Dubnik. I mean, kind of in the same boat as Dylan with Hoodler. I like the guy as a high-end number two goalie this year. Um, but right now, his average draft position is like 33rd overall, <laughs> which seems insane. <laughs> Like he, but like that's, but I mean, goalies go early, right? So that's just the that's the ninth ranked goalie, the ninth ranked goalie on average draft ranking right now. But that's ahead of Bobrovsky, Sergei Varlamov, and Yaroslav Halak, (laughs) all of whom, all of whom I like a lot more than Dubnik this year. Now, well, I feel like you could throw all four of those guys into a hat, like shake it around, take a name, and that's as good of a bet you're going to have. Let's watch it on Varlamov. That one hits home. I'm putting him above those, but. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, goaltenders are extremely volatile year to year. Like, you don't see too many. Exactly. The top, they're volatile like, year to year, though. Echelon. And Dubnik just yeah. went absolutely yeah. insane last year. year. And he was. Yeah. And none of those guys are on awesome teams either, which is half the battle of goaltenders. Absolutely. I think. Like, I think. Goals against I mean, average. Halak's probably the goals. worst goaltender of, on that list. Yeah. Like, beside. Like, I think Bobrovsky and Varlamov are yeah. both studs, but both, their teams aren't great. I think Columbus is going to be really good this year. I really like Bobrovsky. Yeah. Varlamov just. Sure. He's awesome. I just don't think, like, like, when you look at Dubnik's career numbers, I mean, he, also, he didn't play on great teams. Minnesota is pretty good. But, like, there's just no way. Like, I'm not cashing in on that, you know, 27-game oh, run or whatever he no. had last year. Like, I'm not – I'm going with I'm going with the body of work of Bobrovsky, Halak, and Varlamov who have been consistently good goalies throughout their careers. In, yeah, years. instead of going with a guy who was good for 30 games. Yeah, I mean, the only – yeah. I, can't, I can't do it. I'm not – yeah, it's super hard, like we say, when they're not on like um, what you know is going to be for sure a contending mm-hmm. team because goals against average is a team stat like more than anything, right? Like it's it's a reflection of your save percentage based off how many shots your team gives right. up. So you're like Jonathan Quick's going to have a nine twelve save percentage and he's going to have a one point eight goals against average because the Kings give up eighteen shots a game. So yeah, when you get into that category where all these guys are basically on those mid tier teams, you're basically just trying to guess who's going to have the luckiest the best season yeah. and, I like, guess. and you, yeah you don't want to exhaust too much in a, a yeah. second or third round pick like yeah that. like that's just like a 33rd overall pick like there's no way i'm just like ooh, yeah 12 Dubnik. months ago this <laughs> guy wasn't starting like he was behind no. mike smith and phoenix the only reason yeah. he got traded was because oh. phoenix was just doing a yard sale like there's no he doesn't get that opportunity if if, if they're not doing this yard sale yeah so he, yeah, yeah. I, I I just don't yeah, I don't ahead, believe sorry. in him at all. I think I like he's like the bust no. of the bust to me. I, I totally agree. <laughs> if you look like historically, like I know they've kind of had like a platoon at the position, but like historically these these wild goalies have kind of always just been like super super risky, and then now they finally have like this clear number one, and like I don't think you can find a more risky player Absolutely, in the league yeah. right now. Like, yeah, it's just like such a gamble, and honestly, like. It could work. He could be unbelievable again. Yeah, and then we're sitting here at the end of the shocked. year going, wow, were we wrong? But, like, it's just, like, such a crazy gamble. I th- yeah, I think if you don't get one of those, like, top four or five goaltenders in the league, 
Um, like if you're looking at your draft board of who's available and Devin Dubnik's the best goalie available, don't draft a goalie right yeah. now. Like, like, cause there's definitely better players to be had at that point. Cause there's not many, there's not, there's really not, uh, six goalies that should be drafted in the first three rounds. Like, cause there's safer picks to be had and you really need to be focused on just, uh, maxing out the value of every pick you make. Cause that's how you're going to come out of a draft feeling good. And in the best position to succeed, you need to kind of just go best player available as deep as you can. And then, uh, start drafting positions when it's just, uh, you know, you're missing the goalies and shit. All especially in a, especially Sorry. in a daily league too. Like I'm, I'm not drafting Devin Dubnik in the third round when I could go in the ninth and 10th round and take Brian Elliott and Jake Allen and just alternate them whenever they're starting. Like that's a way yeah, that's a safer option safe than option. taking, than taking Dubnik in the third yeah. round. So you can grab an awesome winger and then wait seven rounds and f- continue to fill out your team Grab two guys mm-hmm. that are awesome and fill, and then maybe take a third goalie and just rotate the three yeah, of them. There's like, a lot there's, of rotating goalies out there that you can do that kind of stuff with. Like, uh, I mean, you got Detroit, you got yeah, um, who is it? San Jose out there potentially. Um, those are good teams. There's a, yeah. Oh, there's tons. There's tons like Calgary. Yeah, I would be more. I would be more focused on being really confident in my defensemen than my goaltenders because if you have to worry about who's going to be playing your second and third defenseman slots all year, it's going to be an ugly year because you're going to be trying to push 30, 25 points out of those spots. And those are guys you have to start night in, night out. Um, and there's just not as much depth at the defenseman position. So I, I think if you can get a guy like Keith or the, like that whole echelon of guys, they really tend to like bulk up in those middle rounds. And uh, you shouldn't be afraid to kind of go two or three defensemen in those, like, top five rounds. As long as you solidify really, the forward position, right? Like, as long as you don't take, like, f- yeah. four centers in the first four rounds. As long as you get exactly. a balanced attack of wingers and, and yeah. centers. But it's it's just important to note that there's a lot more depth to be had on the wings and, on and the up front. End, yes. And there is... Uh, Absolutely. A, yeah, exactly. Because, like, generally speaking, there's really only one fantasy-relevant defenseman per team in the NHL, right? Maybe two, depending. Um, not a Unless lot of offense comes to the back end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, otherwise, we're talking, like, four to five, on average, probably, forwards that have that are fantasy-relevant on a squad. So there's definitely Our a trauma. lot more depth. So if you can get those top-tier defensemen... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's what I, I like targeting defensemen early in drafts. And if you know you're good on the back end, then you can focus on getting a lot of depth up front because those are the positions that are going to change a lot. Uh, no, that's absolutely right. I just, like... like I'm, I just continue to scroll down this list, and I can't even believe it. Like, you could get Kari Let or sorry, not Carl. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Jimmy Howard and Peter Morazic in like the twelfth and sixteenth round, and even Kari Lettinen, I suppose, and Anthony Amy. Like, those are guys are going to win a ton of games in like the fourteenth and sixteenth round, and then but somebody like let that guy waste his third round pick on on Dubnik. Like, let him waste it, and then laugh at him when you you beat him and. Let him laugh at you if I'm totally wrong. Yeah, when he's he amazing. Shuts again. you out three times in one week, like he was doing last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Goalies are just too volatile to invest uh, that high of a. Pick yeah, like you got to look at the guys like Price, Lundqvist, Rene. Yeah, it's, it's Rass, just a classic guys, case of those like guys, guys who are gonna guys who do it consistently and a guy yeah. who you know you're taking a, sh- a chance at. Yeah, so on a just, good team, stick to what stick to your guns. Choose a guy on a good team. I never. Yeah, I the never, only really uh, safe goalies yeah, out there absolutely. are the talented goalies on good possession teams. Like, yeah. So I never really load up on goalies because, like, for, you know, I know exactly which guys starting every <laughs> single day. So usually I'll just pick like one good one and kind of just rotate <laughs> the rest of them. Like, with great leagues. spot starts. 
yeah rotate yeah. those guys but then i did a draft on the weekend like i couldn't even believe it i walked out of the draft with Braden holpe jonathan quick and tuka rask as my goal is like, like I, <laughs> yeah but you probably weren't playing on that no at all, not right? at like, all i was just like I'm gonna, I, I took yeah. holpe like relatively early third or fourth round yeah. and then i was like okay i'm just gonna keep filling yeah. out my line that's a great approach get too. another goalie later but then yeah. i you should never have too much of a game plan going no. into a draft in all honesty but you just want to go with the best player available oh yeah and like that's why i was like hey like all these guys aren't taking goalies. I'm just going to take all of them. And then, like, they were all like, well, look at this goalie, <laughs> yeah. goalie hoarder. That's what they kept calling me. Like, hey, well, whatever. Like, in, in week two, yeah. when you haven't got a goalie win yet, you'll be coming to me offering this sweet winger, and I'll give you, like, here, take Tuka Rass. Goalies have great value. Jamie Benn. <laughs> a guy starts rolling. Oh, yeah. oh, that's one thing you can do is just pawn him right off if you're laughing about it. I started yeah. looking through like all the teams. I was like, okay, let's take. Oh my god, this guy has no goalies. I'm like, okay, I can't wait for you to just come <laughs> calling me in week two, like trading block. Me and uh, me and Beebs did the same thing with defensemen in our uh, draft on Sunday. We uh, split a team in this kind of intense league because it's a pretty hefty, uh, pretty hefty entrance fee that we're not going to mention. We're gonna talk about our gambling endeavors. Yeah, mostly because we're students and my mom's listening. And I just can't ever know how much money I'm spending on fantasy anyway, hockey. But yeah, the point thing is we. Uh, we co-headed the draft together and we ended up after like our defensemen at the end of the draft were, I think Keith Petrangelo and Ooh, uh, my favorite Giordano? Kevin Giordano. Shattenkirk. Oh, Shattenkirk. Ooh. Yeah. Shattenkirk. Sorry. Um, too many <laughs> you have Petrangelo yeah. and Shattenkirk. So, well, yeah, that's so, awesome. Well, and, depending on St. Louis, those Keith. are two that's gross. solid dudes. Yeah. And those were like fourth, fifth and seventh round picks, I think. Cause be- just because there was like a horde of defensemen on the board that people weren't willing to take and, we're just thinking, okay, if I can get 50 points out of this guy in the back end, it's a lot more valuable than a guy who's maybe going to put up 60 playing left wing. Yeah, and, the, so. and as soon as Buddy realizes he needs a second defenseman, you're going to be the first team he comes to because he knows that one exactly. of those four guys is expendable. and Can be his best yeah. defenseman. And, and then we exactly. backed up like, someone like Chara super, super late, too, in the draft. Yeah, Chara like, is our fourth He dropped so team. late to us, and so it was late. like, Chara's like a guy who can – he, he, I mean, he had one bad year because of injuries. He's consistently been one of the top fantasy defensemen. Yeah, as far as goals go, for year, sure. That's the kind of guy, though, where you just grab him and you stash him right in there. Because, say, if me and D need to trade a D-man down the line, just slide Char right in there, and we're literally still the best defensive pairing we have in the yeah. whole league. Yeah. So. I honestly think the key going into most fantasy drafts is don't have too much of a game plan, especially standard <laughs> leagues, react. right? Because you have nothing to build around. So it's so stupid to go in thinking, oh, I want – a good center. I want a good left winger. Like, it's so you stupid. You have no core to build around. You take the best value you can at every single pick. So obviously there is a lot of research and information that you might want to do before to be well-versed enough to know exactly who might pr- provide the best value possible at every pick. But at the same time, you don't want to be too specific in any given no, absolutely especially not. for positions. No. You just fill out your roster at the very end. Like if you have you kind of just react to what other people do. Cause everybody yeah, worst, goes into worst case you make trades, right? Like, <laughs> Because you have the best value, like you're gonna have be able to make a lot of trades when you have the, that much skill on your roster. And everybody goes yeah. into the draft all wanting the same players, like they're the best players for a reason. So like when somebody takes him, you're not <laughs> yeah. the only, McDavid. you're not the only guy thinking about you know Jamie Ben. It's like oh my whole draft's ruined. Like no, just react and pick the next best guy. It's easy. Yeah, but, exactly. All right. Uh, great segue into the next segment. You guys just mentioned Sedano Chara, who's dealing with an injury yeah, right now. That's kind of why I went yeah, there. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and then we'll uh, pick it up with some preseason. Listen to some stones. Yeah, listen some to some blue, blue stones. stones, and we'll be back in a minute, and we'll uh, we'll fire <laughs> up some preseason sweet, sweet injuries. Yeah. We'll mention uh, who we think is gonna win each award this year, and we'll give you guys our Stanley Cup prediction. So stay tuned. Take the money. 
Welcome back, folks. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that Blue Stones track. Woo! Black, buy their shit. They're, uh, it's good music. Great stuff. Good Great people. Stuff. All right, so we're just going to rip through a quick injury report here. There's been a couple big preseason injuries that are going to definitely affect uh, the fantasy landscape, at least for the first month of the season. Um, first of all, probably the most prominent injury of the preseason was Jordan Everly injured his shoulder the other night. He'll be out four to six weeks, so that gives uh, a yeah. couple of youngsters an opportunity out there in Edmonton. Um, Yakupov alert. Uh, mainly, honestly, they're, they're talking about Yakupov still sticking around the third line. They're looking at uh, <laughs> Slepeshev, or Slepeshev, whatever his name is. He played with McDavid and Hall this morning, and Leon Dreisaitl. Those are the, probably the two most likely guys. Yeah, I'd say stick more to Dreisaitl now. Yeah, one. I mean, Yakupov is... I wouldn't draft any of these guys, <laughs> Regardless. I would, no, I would wait like a week or so Depending and see on the how, depth, They're going to get drafted, though. you got to know. As yeah. soon as somebody goes to daily faceoff and sees Dreisaitl in the top six playing with, with uh, Nugent Hopkins, he's getting picked, like... More, more than okay, likely. Okay, well, let, let, let your buddy pick Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Pavel Datsuk, obviously, off-season ankle surgery. He just started skating. Um, he's expected to miss the first four weeks of season, probably back the first week of November. Um, so who's holding down uh, that number one center spot in the meantime? Well, it'll it basically, I think that this injury will allow um, Dylan Larkin to make the team, kind of just heading like out of camp. He probably wouldn't have made it otherwise because they, they're also missing okay. Darren Helm. So Zetterberg will obviously shift to center. Uh, he should center that first line. Brad Richards will be on the second. And then I think Dylan Larkin will make the team. Uh, probably shift to the third line center, at least for the first couple weeks or whatever, and then they'll send him back yeah. to the to, Get an to extended the look type Yeah, thing. type of deal. He's been unbelievable in the preseason, like just incredible. Um, Riley Sheehan's been playing a lot of wing. I also would have said he would play a pretty prominent role while Datsuk's out, but Sheehan's kind of shifted to the hmm. wing. Um, another big injury, as you, you mentioned earlier, Biebs, uh, Zidane Ochara. Right now, he he left. Uh, he hasn't skated with the team in a week. Uh, upper body injury. He's, they haven't listed his day to day. They really just have no idea when he's going to come back. So there's no timetable for his return. Which, with the season, and the thing to keep in mind is Chara's upper body is much larger than the average. Yeah, so, player's so, upper body. More time, yeah. so this is a bigger area of question that we have yeah, no idea what's absolutely. Time with him. And like, so they're basically. <laughs> I heard rumor there's just no doctors yeah. that can deal with. <laughs> they can't reach his upper body, eh? Yeah, no we're talking can... like four feet of uncertainty yeah. <laughs> worth of torso could be, as opposed could to be normally anything. like three, three and a half. <laughs> so he's got no timetable for a return right now, but I, they don't think it's overly serious. So he should be back. Uh, with, do, yeah, with, who's, uh, with who's their big guy out there now? I know Dougie's gone. Tory Krug's their number know. one. Like, to- yeah, Tory He's going to outscore probably Zidane Chara, even if Chara is healthy. He'll be a good take. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He'd be a great good stash take. pick. Uh, kind of a guy who a lot of people Dennis, like. Uh, Dennis Seidenberg's already Good third out. to fourth defenseman if you're uh, stuck in that yeah. spot, looking for one in the later Dennis Seidenberg's injured too right now. So, like, their defense is, you know, they had traded Hamilton. Both those guys are down. That's when is ugly. It? Trade for Seidenberg's always hurt, eh? Like, Zach Trotman's Trotman going to be the man this year. But uh, just continue <laughs> down this injury list. Another prominent defenseman, TJ Brody's out three to six weeks with a broken hand. Brody. So th- I heard they're just playing Geo by himself. While yeah, I know. So Dougie <laughs> Hamilton's playing up there. It'll give a young defenseman. I think, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Jakob Nakladal. He's uh, supposed to fill in right now for... I'll buy that. that Sounds good. Right. Nakladal? Nice. I like sure. that. Thank you. You hey. can just repeat that all night now. I don't know if it was right, but you were sure of it. Like, yeah. You came across really The certain. confidence factor. I sound, sounded yeah, it, it out, boy. So he's supposed to... So that guy's yeah. playing. We won't have so to. So he's supposed that. to fill in with Derek Englund. Uh... <laughs> In the meantime, then Russell and Weidman are obviously playing together. So then it bumps Dougie Hamilton. Big acquisition in the offseason yeah. up with Giordano. Scary first pairing. And then an injury that just came across the wire this morning. Danny DeKaiser uh, will miss three to four weeks. Not really a super prominent fantasy defenseman, but 
the most it, it affects Mike Green more than anybody really. So they're not really sure who's gonna play with Mike Green at this point. They're kind of just rotating him in and out. They have Xavier Roulette playing with him tonight. Um, DeKaiser yeah. is basically just like the guy that's going to allow Mike Green to just produce offensively. So with with DeKaiser out, it's a little makes Green a little more of a, a risky pick, but he'll still play a prominent role on the power play. And yeah, Brock, and, it looks like that injury bug's ripping through your wings again. Yeah, it's, it's starting. It's starting. Yep. We got uh we've already got three guys down and uh, it's early, but let's hope that stops anytime. Anyways, so that's your uh, that's your injury news for now, and uh, let's move into a couple of bold predictions for this year's Ooh. fantasy season. I'll write them down, and whoever's uh, whoever's got the best you know bold prediction by season's end, we'll we'll figure out some type of winning. <laughs> well, thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Okay. I'll take a two for. Okay, like, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, whoever's I, I whoever's bold prediction is the most accurate gets a two four of Bud Light from both the other the other two okay. hosts. I'm glad we specified are, it as Bud Light because D would be giving us like OV or something. Yeah, these are fascist prices right rules too. You can't. No, yeah, you can't. Like, definitely not. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, we need we'll start. We'll start with D. What do you got as your 2015-16 fantasy bold prediction? Bold prediction: Taylor Hall scores 40 goals. Does that have anything to do with Connor McDavid? It or... has a lot to do with Connor McDavid, <laughs> and it also has a lot to do with the hope that Taylor Hall just once will play 82 games. Yeah. Um, now, Hall, like, is we've seen it like when he's healthy and he gets the chance to play a full season. He's a point-per-game legitimate guy, and he's moving more into his prime now with, obviously, the most skilled center he's ever had. Sorry, RNH. But um, I think it'll be really interesting <laughs> to see what he does with Connor McDavid. Uh not really that deep of a position either if you're really looking at like taylor hall is going later than he should in most drafts too i know we're not really supposed to be pitching sleepers at this point but um i think he could get 40 goals it's my bold prediction it'd be crazy if it happens the others still suck. i like it i like <laughs> it i, That's I a winter hall, alert and a half i have taylor hall ranked as my number three left winger so i definitely i yeah. can't hate the i can't hate it at all like he's great and like playing with playing with david's obviously going to be insane um i know the one thing is he's he's almost become more of like a playmaker than a goal scorer once he kind of hit the NHL. Like remember back in the day, like all oh, it's all he did was score. Now he's been more of a playmaker. So yeah, forty goals. It'll be uh, yeah, it'll be cool to see him be able to really play off the puck yeah, again for absolutely. the first time. He's kind of just been had, running the show for the last couple of years. And it's, yeah, he was really happy yeah, to It's gonna be cool to see some like him given some goals besides like having a yeah. And I definitely think like bar nine, he's the second best pure talent player on that roster. Absolutely. Right now. Yeah, and, like, and he's he's an amazing player generally. I mean, he's still a first overall pick, yeah. right? He does everything too. Like, yeah, he just needs to stay healthy. But he's still young. Yeah, so try not to get stepped still a lot of time on during the pre-skate. Kind of <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, put a bucket on maybe. Wear, wear some. Wear a helmet. Protective glasses. Yeah, wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. If you're we're, just not home, wear a helmet. We got 48 beers on the line, Taylor. Put a bucket on. Yeah. <laughs> Beeps, no, what do don't you got? put one on. Um, should I stick more player or should I should I Whatever go team wise? Because. It's a bold I, prediction. I mean, Brock, I guess Brock, it, it, there's nothing more uh, that I would love than to piss you off right now. So I think I'm going to do oh it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't think Detroit's going to make the playoffs. Um, and the reason oh, I say that on. is um, – oh. And as we talked about earlier, I mean, it's been Shots 23 fired. straight years. Shots I think it's fired. about to be year 24, and I think a bunch of guys are going to learn what the sport of golf is for the first time. And that, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't take that long. But – um, I do think that the injury bug is going to continue to hit these wings. Uh, it just kind of seems to be a theme right now, and it's been too long. I I I, I love to see it keep going, but I mean, um, and I'm sure you would too, Brock. But it's just 
I just can't <laughs> see the streak continuing. They've been slowly going down. Last year, last year it looked like it would be another turnaround year. Like they would be back at the top of the rankings, and then as the year went on, it kind of they started to fall again. Um, I think they're finally going to fall out of the playoff picture, come back in 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 the next couple of years. But I think this is finally the year that we see them. Uh, we see it finally happen, and I think it's a matter of time. Okay, well, I just let you go there. I had to, I had to bite my tongue. I, I, I had to. Let, I, I, gonna, I knew you were. I appreciate it. So I'm going to let you go right back. Yep. The one, uh, the the injury bug has been killing us for years. So I think maybe this might be a year where we actually do stay healthy. Uh, I mean, Darren Helm will probably get hurt because that's his thing. <laughs> um, our goaltending situation is probably better than it's ever been. Brazic's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Jimmy Howard could potentially be our backup when he's been our starter for like six years. So our d- trade one. We've uh, we've got we've added Mike Green to the mix. Some Stanley Cup uh, pedigree and Brad Richards, and the AHL farm system is just outrageous. So when Johan Franzen turns into a vegetable, we'll have somebody fill in <laughs> for him. Uh, when that's you, Franzen also interesting could potentially come back and do some damage this phenomenal year. Phenomenal goal scorer, just like yeah, pretty, always has been. Pretty lazy. Hasn't been healthy in like what two hasn't years? Been, like the last was, time he was healthy, he had was a thirty goal scorer. Well, he's never been a thirty goal scorer really, but he's been uh, he's been a twenty. I feel like he's had thirty. He's goals. been more of a twenty five goal guy, but he's more of a been more of a whatever. I'm just trying to no, help you. but man. I'm just <laughs> saying that in all honesty, he had thirty four one year. He's twenty eight twenty nine. Boom. He's pretty much a thirty goal scorer. Exactly. Much. Hasn't had. Right. I love them. Like, they suck, though. But anyways, I think that you just gave me or D24 beers, so I appreciate it. I honestly just 24, wanted... 24 beers for 24 years, my brother. Like it, It's so it. worth the 24 beers just to tell you that I don't think Detroit will make the playoffs. Like You don't even realize. You got uh, it off I'm your cool chest. Eh? It feels, yeah, it feels we're, good. We're good. We're good but, now, and I think the avalanche will, so that's my point. <laughs> so... If there's any, if there's any, I think Dylan's just got this locked up. I mean, he's gonna forty. Well, I guess you can't go over, right? We stipulated that. So yeah. Uh-huh. No, what? No, you can't. Wait, it's, closest you can get without okay. going over. Yeah, yeah. So, so Taylor Hall, so Hall has to like get at least twenty-one 40. goals, and he wins. I'm not gonna be happy about that. <laughs> well, he's probably gonna win <laughs> yeah, because if you look at my bold prediction, I've got Chris Letang playing eighty-two games. This oh season. yeah, <laughs> gee, you got this one in the bag, dude. <laughs> yeah. I heard the Yotes are winning the yeah, cup, too. Yeah, Chris Letang, he can play 77, and I can win this no problem. But I think that I've heard him been quoted this year that it's, like, legitimately the only thing that this guy wants to do. Like, he's just so sick and tired of getting injured. And I think he's ready to just absolutely rip it up. He played 82 in 2010-11. time, eh? He played 82 in 2010-11. So it's been four years of just absolute just, I don't even know what to call it. Just horrible, not hockey, horrible hockey, just horrible health. Poor guy, I feel bad for him. Like last year, he couldn't stay healthy. Two years ago, it was 37 games, just brutal. So I think that this is the year he puts it all together. Um, He'll probably, I mean, even if he stays healthy, like I still don't even know if he can score as many points as Eric Carlson. Like that guy's outrageous. Yeah, that guy's a beast. No, probably not. But he'll finish second in the league in defensive scoring and uh yeah he'll play 82 games he, oh yeah and i'm gonna be he can get I'm 60 gonna enjoy points in 82 24 games. or sorry 48 cold bud lights on the back of chris because <laughs> if you wanted bud lights hey a uh, question if i want to switch mine from bud light to like budweiser is that fair oh uh, yeah totally fair oh, okay cool cool just, you know what we can make know, it budweiser i'm a bit just let you know oh. it wasn't a light prediction so i don't want okay. any light beers okay we'll go with budweiser because they're all they're bold predictions it's more of yeah. a bold beer yeah, eh? it's a bold beer yeah there we go okay well we got bold predictions out of the way some for a couple more predictions let's go with the five key awards we'll go vesna norris calder rocket and art ross but 
since I'm assuming that you guys both picked Connor McDavid as your your uh, Calder Trophy winner, do yeah. you guys do it? Mac Daddy ninety seven. Yeah. Beebs, you picked him. Yeah. Uh, who didn't? Okay. So okay. we'll we'll pick who's gonna finish second to Connor McDavid in the Norris voting or not Norris, sorry, Calder voting. Wait, there's other rookies than Connor McDavid? There might be a few around the league. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So uh, we'll start with, we'll start with the Vesna. Who do you guys have winning the Vesna this year? Uh well this guy he loves the lasso bulls in the off season, but I think he's gonna lasso <laughs> another trophy this year. Uh Vesna <laughs> right to carry price. Uh the guy's yeah. in the peak. He's he's a beast. He's Canada's goalie and uh He's going to take that award right home again. I got Kerry, too, uh, barring away the best goalie last year. He could see some reasonable regression and still win a best. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I'm so with true. Price. So true. Yep. Okay, well, I kind of went uh, off the board because Kerry Price is pretty obvious. I mean, who picks the guy that just yep. won? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I Me went and with... D do. But, okay, keep going. Yeah. I went with Braden Holpe. Breakout year last year. Had a tremendous, tremendous year. And I think that this is the best Washington team that um, has been around since Ovechkin. They're going to be great. I think uh, they're one of my favorite teams heading this year. I would love to just load up on Capitals and fantasy hockey. But if yeah, I can't... TJ Oshie's load... pretty too, eh, now? Oh, oh yeah. baby. But if I yeah. can't load up on all the Capitals, at least I'll load up on some Braden Holpe. He should play a ton. He mm-hmm. should win a ton. And he should put up some great splits. So Braden Holpe is my pick for Vesna. Now, like we'll, go, we'll go back to UD for your Norris Trophy favorite. Uh, I got Mark Giordano. Uh, he definitely uh, would have won the Norris last year if he played anywhere close to, I don't know, 82 games. If he probably played 60, 70 games, he could have taken it home last year. Hopefully he stays healthy this year. I think if Gio plays in 82 this year, anywhere close to what he was putting up last year, uh, he'll have it in the bag. He's got some pretty good deep partners to play with. Helps him out a lot, eh? Yeah, they're really uh, deep back they're... there. Well, him and Brody were pretty much attached oh. to the hip last year. It's kind yeah, of crazy. They're, they're... So we'll see how he does without him. But, yeah, I'm still hoping for Gio. I got hope in Gio. Yeah. Um, well, that absolutely put a wrench in my plans. Um, I must say, my Norris was going to be uh, someone on the same team, so it's kind of awkward. I'm not going to go there now. I was going to go Dougie Hamilton's, but I'm not. <laughs> I will totally step away from the That's Calgary Flames. I just can't. I just, yeah, it is a little ridiculous. Can't step I, on his toes there. Yeah, no, I love Dougie Hamilton. I can't go away from that. But my uh, my new pick is uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, this is a guy where a lot of people, a lot of people look at his numbers uh, going into this year, and they're like, "Wow, that's good numbers for a defenseman." And then they don't even realize that he didn't play a full year. Um, no, missed like half the yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> no. Before the All Star game, this guy was like out of this world. He was he was in contention with Carlson points, um, kind of deal. Like he was just putting up numbers out of his mind. Um, I think he can do it again. I think uh, that's a good team behind him. He's got a good partner in Petrangelo. Everything seems to be falling in place for this guy. I think he's super underrated and just one of those guys who it's about time that people start going like Kevin Shattenkirk is the guy in the in the St. Louis organization on the back end, which I don't think people are quite saying yet, but they're almost there. So I just want to revisit this after you attack my reviews. I'm just going to go back at you here. How do you feel as an Avalanche fan knowing that they traded this guy? Um, well, considering what we got for him, I'm not very happy about <laughs> it. Um, I personally was always big on this guy. I watched him since the draft. He was kind of like he was one of the he was one of the draft picks that we finally got in the first round after such a long time. So it was like, wow, we got a first round draft pick. He's a great D man and he's put up great numbers. And then. Uh, then we went on and wheeled them for uh, the famous uh, Chris Stewart, Eric Johnson deal. Um, Eric Johnson, I mean, Eric Johnson's been a great pickup, and he's and he's kind of done his role since he's been here. But Chris Stewart, what, what can I say about that guy? He's worn about ten different jerseys. I mean, I've worn yeah. the same amount of jerseys in a year as that guy. Um, and yeah, and I collect jerseys. jerseys, so like, 
Shit. <laughs> Too bad my last name's not on But yeah, I I, uh, I didn't like picking Kevin Shattenkirk here, I tell you that. But I do think he's bound to have just a phenomenal year. Can't disagree with you there. I mean, yep. if you even just look at his numbers throughout his career, he's just always been really good. And then yeah. last year, he nearly matched his career high, and he only played yeah. 56 games. So. And don't be fooled by his bald spot. He's a young dude. He is, he is 26 yeah. years old. He's got a Ryan Getzlaff He's hairline. And he's fighting the battle against male par- male Patterbaum. There you go. There you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? The Ryan Getzlaff right? fight. Male <laughs> on the stage. It's the Ryan Getzlaff fight. Yeah, him and Getzlaff are on uh, that, that fight right now. So he's... Uh, He's fighting for a good cause if you want. He's definitely not as old as you think no, he is. He's, I can guarantee 20, that. However old you think, yeah. yeah, however old you think Kevin Shattenkirk is, he's younger. And 26 for a defenseman who only really broke in the, to, in the league at 22. He's just right at prime spot to have his peak years. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, we're going to have to speed this up a little bit here. Yeah. I'm going, I already answered the, all the reasons why I think this guy's going to win the Norris, but Crystal Tang, 82 games, best power play in the Boom. NHL, going to win the Norris. Boom. Done. We'll Boom. go to Calder. Boom. Uh, we'll shift right back to you, Beebs. Who did you pick to finish up as runner-up runner to Connor McDavid or Ooh. potentially hop over Connor McDavid? Yeah, well, um, obviously Connor McDavid, but this guy, honestly, I wasn't really that far away from choosing him in the same light as Connor McDavid. Um, I have Jack Eichel right there. A lot of people kind of forget how talented this kid is. If this was any other draft, people would be losing their minds over dra- Jack yeah, Eichel. Absolutely. Um, he has so much talent, and just like it's just the McDavid show, and 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 I think that's only going to help Jack Eichel. He's not going to have the spotlight on him. He's in Buffalo. He's playing with Evander Kane. They have an exciting team. I think I, I this was honestly a considerable prediction. I thought he would maybe compete with McDavid for the uh, for that award, Could and happen. that was my bold prediction at Could first. Happen. But I actually wanted to pitch you off. So again, we went to Detroit. But um, I totally <laughs> I do think that Eichel's um, I think he's a good guy, and he's a guy who's dropping really far in leagues because people just don't want to touch him. And uh, and I think he's a good safe. Not safe, but he's a good, uh, good risky pickup. We'll go. I think, like, I yeah. think the problem is that he's going to put up sixty points, and it's not going to be nearly enough. Like, yeah, he's going to have a great year, and it's just, yeah. it's still not going to be. Enough. And no one will notice because he's going to be exactly cold. I'll be in Buffalo, and he'll just people will be like, eh. keeper leaguers who own. Yeah, I'll Jack be noticing. Michael, they'll notice, but oh yeah. oh yeah, guys who own his jersey, like they'll me, notice. We'll notice. We'll notice. D, what do you got? I'm going to go with Nikolai Ehlers, so I'm going to avoid the easy Eichel turn. <laughs> but if this guy does indeed make in the Winnipeg Jets roster, you should probably look out for him because he's not going to make it in a third and fourth line role capacity. He's going to make it with a chance of getting some power play time, getting some second and first line uh, time. But this is a guy going into his draft year, I think it was 2014, the same year as yep, Nylander. He was said, him and, yeah, these were like Bob McKenzie, uh, Corey Pronman, guys who kind of forecast the draft. These are guys talking about Ehlers and Nylander being the two most skilled players in the draft. So I remember going into it as a Leafs fan, hoping that that uh, seventh or eighth spot, whatever it was, they went for either Nylander or Ehlers. Uh, Nylander went, Ehlers went, went a few picks after him. Looked really good in the World Juniors last year with Denmark. Looked awesome at the World Championship level with Denmark as well. Yeah, so, that's a good sign. Um, yeah, this guy's got all the speed and all the talent in the world, so that's enough to get you going in the NHL. So I, I keep an eye on Ehlers this year in uh, Winnipeg if he gets I love going. him, honestly. Like, I, I, I'm in a, a deep keeper league, picked him up late. He's yeah. like, I can't believe how fast he is. Like, every time I watch him, like, I remember seeing the highlight last year where he's skating up the ice, gets poke check, legit just changes hands and starts stick handling as a, as a right-handed <laughs> player. Like, nobody – and then goes in, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he dished the puck off and they, like, scored a goal or something. But 104 yeah, points two years ago, 101 last year. Like, he's tremendously gifted. And the Jets let guys like Lee Stempniak and veterans like that walk this offseason this <laughs> summer. So, it just opened up a spot for Ehlers to kind of make the team. I think there's no question that he's going to be on the team this year. Um, but I'm going to go my rookie. 
I like both of those picks, obviously. Uh, but we kind of chirped the Blackhawks earlier, but I really like Artemi Panarin. He played in the KHL last year. He's a little bit of an older rookie, but he yeah. played on the same team as your boy, Atlanta Thrasher, Ilya Kovalchuk. And, your and boy. he actually outscored Kovalchuk last year. Hey, in the, in nobody the outscores Damn. Kovalchuk. No, he did. Say that, say like that again. Say goal. that again. He did more points than Kovalchuk last Ooh, year. Damn. And now he comes into a nice situation in, in, in Chicago. Like He might just be the replacement for Patrick Shirt. So that's a pretty nice spot to walk into. Right now he's playing on a line with Artem Anisimov and Patrick Kane. There's a lot to like about that. So I think that if it's not going to be Connor McDavid, it could be Artemi Panner. So that's my guy. Yeah, I, that's a great pick. I mean, I hate I hate hearing it for Chicago. I mean, yeah, like, I know. Like I said earlier, you want to see them kind of lose some guys. But yeah. if, if he comes in, steps up, then it's a great pick. Um. We'll move right quickly to the Rocket and Art Ross. These should be pretty easy picks. Just fire away there. Dylan, who do you think is winning the Rocket, Richard, this year? Well, I'm going to go Taylor Hall since I got him going over 40 goals already. Might as well just invest the bank with him. So going with Taylor Hall for the Rocket could definitely happen playing with Connor McDavid. Could also very easily not happen, so... You know, don't and if it doesn't, me, if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to be real thirsty. Yeah, or me. And then or I'm going to go back for a safe. <laughs> I'm go back for a safe pick for the Air Ross, and I'm going to take Crosby. Uh, I think playing with Phil Kessel just might give him that little boost over the point total. And again, Oof. like we saw last year, it just doesn't take as many points to win the title anymore. Ben took it with 87, yeah, so I got Crosby winning it. Sorry, with about 95, uh, 96 points this year. Uh, I just like to say one thing. Look who's taking the safe pick now. But um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, my rocket, carry, uh, my rocket trophy uh, number one is going to Carrie Underwood just for showing up at every game. But my <laughs> my rocket Richard trophy is going to uh, tremendous to uh, Sidney Crosby's uh, uh, his new best friend Phil Kessel. I think Phil's gonna have a huge year. Uh, ton of, ton thrill. of goals, Sid's setting him up. So I have Sid there in my rocket, or, or sorry, not Sid. I have Thriller Phil in my Kessel. rocket, and then um, in my Art Ross, um, I was gonna go Sid, but now that I kind of called you out. I want Ovi. Um, uh, Brock kind of sold me when he said, brought up how good Washington was going to be, and I think Ovi can kind of take it. Obviously, it kind of contradicts itself with uh, do, Phil winning suppose... the Rocket and Sid not winning the Art Ross. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you suppose Ovi's going to win the Art Ross without I winning the Rocket? I think he's going to have that going to be, I don't know. Just like seven Ovi's assists. having a transforming yeah. year. Well, yeah, seven I just had to switch my... I had to switch my ideas just because you took Sid and I called you out. I just I'm if sorry. I didn't call you out, I kind of took Sid. Okay, so I take Sid. Yeah. I switch back. You should just agree on it. As much as I think that Steven Stamkos is going to have an absolutely incredible year um, because it's a contract year, I still think that Washington's going to be tremendous, and I think Ovechkin's going to win the Rocket. And for our Ross, I'll go with Sidney Crosby as well. It's just, yeah, I mean, Phil Kessel, they. How do you not, right? Like he's gonna. I think he'll be the only guy to break 100 this year. But I do think that Connor McDavid will be a point per game player, and he'll be right up there in the top 10. So wait, wait, wait. wait. So you think he's gonna get over 80 points? McDavid, Connor McDavid. I think he's gonna play 60, get 60. Boom. I have him projected for 80 (laughs) and 80. So yeah, I think he won't get 82 and 82, but he'll miss two games and he'll put up 80. (laughs) Okay, I got him at 73 points, which might be too high. 73. And, okay, so we should do real quick. Where, where do you guys think you should draft Connor McDavid, Stanley 12 team league, non keeper? I've drafted him. I've drafted two leagues. I have. I took him seventh overall in a keeper league and 19th overall in okay. a standard league. I think he's a top 10 pick. 80 points. I think he's going to get 80 in points. In a regular league? In a regular league. 80 points. I mean, he would have he finished in the top 10 in scoring last year. 
And um, if he does that this year, I think okay, that he's going to you know, be a top 10 pick. They have it. I take him second round, but that's just yeah. I, I it's if I mean if you have an an early first round pick and he's there in like the late second, then yeah, like no brainer. I I think personally that's just uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's hard to pass up like on a generational talent like that. Like Sidney Crosby did the exact yeah. same thing. Like in his draft, you're like everybody's like, well, where do you yeah. pick this guy? Just and yeah. don't let people make you feel bad for drafting Connor McDavid early because no one really has any idea what he's gonna do. <laughs> so like we all we all think he's gonna be good obviously we don't know how good he's gonna be so yeah and the same I mean, guy really, rips on you for picking you him can't draft him too early nobody. like <laughs> i guess you can't draft him too early or too late he's a crapshoot he's a rookie so. yeah i yeah, i mean just depends on the size of uh well just just how bold you are every time every time somebody yeah. drafts him like somebody's gonna say something <laughs> every time i've drafted him yeah. it's just like too early or whatever it is yeah oh you get ridiculed man so don't worry about it just go in guns blazing yeah but it's funny to watch yeah. people get ridiculed for it. I don't yeah, lie. you can flip them off with the trophy in your yeah, hand exactly. at the end of the year. All right, but real quick, we'll wrap <laughs> this first podcast up with our Stanley Cup Woo! predictions. I mean, it's not really fantasy relevant, but who cares? Who's going to win right. the Stanley Cup's ultimately the most important part of the... I got... I go. Go ahead. I got ducks Ducks over pens in six. I like he, it. He even includes the amount of games... We still wow. have and we six. still have twelve hundred. No reason. Has to be six. <laughs> twelve hundred no regular reason. season games to go, and he's already picking yeah. how many. In six. <laughs> All right, Beebs. In six. You? Um, I wanted Anaheim. Uh, you'd think we lived in the same house with the way our ideas are just on the same page, but um, I wanted Anaheim. <laughs> I I'm, I'm gonna switch again just because I can't follow the same pattern. Um, I'm going Tampa. That's what I had facing Anaheim in the finals. Um, Anaheim's sure. a powerhouse, but I think Tampa's a powerhouse with uh. With, like, their top six is just so stupid. Okay, top five is so good. They need to find a winger for Stammer. But um, I love their, like, second line and then their defense. Like, they have, they just have tons of guys who are kind of coming into their role of their own, and I think they're going to win uh, quite a few games this year. Who are they beating, though? Oh, they're, they're beating Anaheim. Anaheim. Oh, they're oh, taking Anaheim, Anaheim and my, Anaheim's and my favorite okay. player, like, Carl Hagman. Anaheim's the safest. It's funny because I honestly – I took Anaheim as well to represent the West and the team that I've been just – Boasting this whole time is the Washington Capitals, so I obviously took them to face Anaheim. And oh, I he's here! I think Washington is going to win this, uh, no problem. It's going to be a good team. I mean, I don't know if they'll win the Presidents Trophy. I think the Rangers in Tampa are just too good, but it's yeah, Obi's year. They're it solid it's Obi's team, or not Obi's team? Well, it is Obi's team, and it's Obi's year. Obi's so year. They added yeah. a lot of nice pieces. I think that's the way to go. But boys, it's time to wrap this one up. Yeah, it's I was going to say. Speaking of adding new pieces, we uh, this was fun. Yeah. Oh, it's great. This is a great uh, added piece to the daily face-off repertoire this year. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a good year. And it's boys. It's been one. It's been fun. And there's many more to come. So let's uh, let's end it on that note. We'll fire off some blue stones, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. Have fun at your drafts this weekend. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.